Hi, my name is Denek. I'm an English teacher from the Czech Republic, and you're listening to my podcast called Denek's English Podcast. Here is another episode. Have fun. This is the show that we all know as Zdenek's English Podcast. And you're listening to yet another episode. Welcome back, Zeppers. How has life been treating you? I hope you are all good. As for me, I managed to shake off the illness that has been kind of uh, onto me, that has been trying to kill me. Somehow I am um, hopefully, I'm hopefully out of the woods And let me just touch wood here because you never know, you know, it's better not to jinx it. But uh, so far, so good. I started running again and I feel at full strength. Now, lately I have taken part in a lobster meetup in Moscow. No, uh, I didn't actually fly all the way to Moscow because that would be a bit too far and expensive for me. But I was invited by Alex... Uh, to to participate in this Lepster meetup virtually. When I say virtually, I mean I actually Skyped with Alex and his crew. And uh, what happened was that they actually recorded this conversation on a camera. So if you want, you can see me talk to Alex and uh, his Lepster club on Facebook, because this is where I published this. And uh, if you find it interesting feel free to get back to me tell you tell me what you think of course um, the recording is not ideal because we had little problems and so on and so forth but no need to dwell on that instead I am going to tell you what I actually planned for this episode this episode is going to be about language which I haven't done for quite a while now Uh, don't get me wrong, I am a language geek. I am a grammar geek. I love grammar, I love exploring and analyzing the language, and I love teaching it. But it is easier for me to do interview episodes because I can do it off the cuff. I don't have to prepare it much. Uh, I can just scribble down a few questions and then everything will happen as I, as we go along with my interviewee. That's why I tend to do more episodes of this sort these days because it's just easier it's just easier and less time consuming but in this case i decided to make an exception because i thought that uh, the topic that i'm going to present soon is kind of interesting and um i've been planning to do this for quite a while now so fortunately i am getting down to it right now i have found the time and This is what is happening. Okay, so without further ado, here is an episode about phonology. Specifically, we are going to be looking at the and th sounds. That's the and th sounds. Okay, just to repeat that in case you missed it. Now, the and th sounds. So phonology, we're looking at how the sounds are created and 
I'm going to be giving you a lot of examples of words that contain these two sounds. The reason I chose these two sounds is because uh, a lot of learners uh, have problems with them. It's a typical problem for learners of English and it's common for Czech learners, it's common for learners all around the world as far as I know, Russian learners, I believe Germans as well. In some languages you have uh, the and th sounds, but not in all of them, definitely not in my language. I believe there might be the, the, the sorry, I didn't really pronounce it well, the sound uh, in Icelandic language, for instance, as far as I know. And, for example, th language is common in Arabic. So, you know, for some of you, these sounds might be easier, but uh, I believe that for most learners, uh, this is a bit of a challenge. And that's why it's a good idea to do a lot of practice and drilling and try to understand how the sounds are produced in order to improve ourselves. So, where should we start? Perhaps I should tell you first that these two sounds, the and th, um, have a spelling variant, and that would be th. When I say spelling variant, what I mean is that they are represented by th in spelling. th uh, together, they have to be together as a consonant cluster. And this is really interesting. Each of these two sounds, th and th, uh, have also symbols that we use if we want to transcribe it phonetically. So, what I mean by this is that there are two specific symbols. I am not sure if you're familiar with them, but they are commonly used in dictionaries. So you, could, you could try to Google them if you want. Also, they are part of what we call IPA, which is International Phonetic Alphabet. And the way they look, uh, I will try to describe these two symbols so that you can imagine them. So the sound would look like letter D. But um, there is like a hook at the end, which is pointing to the right, if that makes any sense. And th sound looks like zero, looks like number zero, which is crossed horizontally. So, these two sounds are produced using our teeth. That's why they are called dental sounds. Dental sounds um, are sounds that, that are created by the use of our teeth. And if you try to say th and th, you will notice that you need to use your tongue and your teeth to produce this sound. Basically, your tongue will touch your teeth. Also, uh, so this is the place of, this is what we call a place of articulation. When we say it's a dental sound, we are basically referring to the place of articulation, uh, which is on our teeth. But we can also talk about the manner of articulation in what kind of way the sound is produced. And in this case, um, th and th sounds would be categorized as fricatives. They would fall into the category of fricatives. Now, fricatives are sounds um, that are created by making some sort of a friction. And it happens basically uh, when we are trying to breathe out, we are trying to produce the sound we're trying to breathe out, and the air is um, going through a constricted passage, basically. There is like a narrow opening 
which is almost as if it was closed, but not really. And there's like a little, little gap, and this creates a friction of breath. You know? So we categorize in phonology, we categorize these, these two sounds as dental fricatives. So this is, I guess, for, uh, for some geeks. Uh, you don't really have to know this, do you? But what I could tell you instead is uh, how to make these sounds if you are struggling. Because if you are struggling to produce these sounds, I would say there are certain ways to teach you how to do it. If you are struggling with pronouncing these two sounds, I think I know a way to help you. What you can do if you try to pronounce th sound is imagine you want to say s. Everybody can say s. Yeah, that's that would be the hissing sound, a sound of a snake. S. Try to say s, and then as you say s, try to make your tongue touch your teeth. I think upper teeth would be ideal. It is impossible for you to say s if your tongue is touching your teeth, and instead you will end up saying. Yeah, that's the idea. Also, I wonder, do you sometimes um, spit when you say th? It does happen to me sometimes, I have to say, so I have to be careful. Uh, but it comes. it all comes with practice. Just be careful when you are trying to chat up an English girl and you, you're trying to impress an English girl with your wonderful non-native speaker English accent. Uh, be careful, okay? because you might spit into her face and then she would not want to continue having dinner with you or something. So be careful there. Now, the sound. Um, there's also a way to sort of learn to do this. Basically, uh, try to say z, z, and again, touch your teeth as you're uh, saying z. Don't touch your teeth with your fingers, touch them with your tongue as we did with the previous sound. Now, what's the difference between th and the sound, actually? Well, I said they're both dental fricatives, but there is a little difference. Th sound is uh, voiceless, and th sound is voiced. What does that mean? Well, that means that uh, our vocal cords, that would be an organ, which is somewhere in our throat, uh, actually vibrate. These vocal cords vibrate when we are uh, producing th sound. You can put your fingers onto your throat to notice that the finger will kind of... You, your finger will feel it. But when you say th instead, there will be no vibration. So that's the difference between voiced and voiceless sounds. Okay, I think I might be going a bit too deep unnecessarily into too much of a detail. So perhaps I should now go into what I prepared for you, and that would be a lot of words which contain these sounds. The idea is that I will pronounce these words for you so that you can repeat them, practice saying them, and also I'll kind of explain what these words mean. I actually brainstormed all words that I know that contain th, well, not all, all, not all words in English language, because I only had 20 minutes for it, and... I'm sure I don't know all words in English language by far. I don't think anybody does. Uh, even if you are someone like David Crystal, uh, you would not know absolutely everything because that's impossible. 
But if you want, I'm, I'm sure there are some dictionaries uh, that can help you out with this. Now, I might be using Google occasionally to find the meaning of some words, but overall I think I should be good. So let's get started, shall we? This is my 20 minute brainstorming. You've been listening to Zdenex English Podcast, a podcast with less change than anyone would expect. Okay, so let's get down to business, shall we? Well, in fact, there was something I wanted to do first, and that's this. Why am I doing this? Well, I'm doing this because I wanted to prove to you that I, in fact, do have a list of words in front of me which I have written down during this brainstorming activity and uh, that I am using this as the source of what I'm going to talk to you about right now. Uh, I'm going to mention a lot of words which contain th and th sounds and I am not going to be using the internet for it, okay? It's all coming from my head. I can't even use the internet right now, believe it or not, but right now I am cut off from the internet. Yes. What is happening? Well, I am changing my provider and right now I'm without the internet. So let's hope everything will work out in the end. Uh, unfortunately, my new provider is not going to increase the speed of the internet for me in any significant way, uh, which is a bit disappointing, but it is what it is. But what's more important is if it really works. If it doesn't work, then you will not be able to enjoy this episode of the podcast, which contains a lot of this kind of sound. On top of that, you will not be able to enjoy listening to the rest of this episode. Yeah, that's right. Okay, let's not waste any more time with doing this, as I think it might be getting on your nerves a bit. It certainly is getting on my own nerves, so I'm basically a glutton for punishment. I am punishing myself for something I haven't even done. What is going on here? Okay, enough. Enough is enough. It's time to get serious here on Zenex English Podcast. And we're gonna start with some grammatical words. I'm sure you missed those, didn't you? So grammatical words are little words in a language that help us um, basically create the structure of the language. These words are in English very important indeed because we do not have much of inflection and conjugation and all those sorts of things. That's why we really do need grammatical words. And some of those grammatical words, believe it or not, contain th and th sounds. So what are they, Zdenek? Why are you making it sound so dramatic? It's not necessary. Yeah, I do, I do agree with you. It's not really that necessary because this is nothing to write home about. Um, well, we are going to talk about demonstrative pronouns. And I'm going to demonstrate some of those pronouns here right now uh, by trying to pronounce it in the best English possible. Um, Demonstrative pronouns are pronouns like this, that, these, and those. Yes, you heard me right. This, that, these, and those. Don't worry, I'm not going to pronounce these pronouns 
more than necessary. Instead, I should demonstrate to you how these demonstrative... <clears throat> you see what I did there? I should demonstrate to you how these demonstrative pronouns can be used in a sentence so that you can make the head and tail of it. Basically, it's a good idea whenever you are clarifying any piece of language to put it in some context. So right now I've got a microphone in front of me. Okay, so I can say this microphone is gray. Mm -hmm. That's what I can say. I don't know why I would say that, but uh, I said it anyway. So this microphone is gray. But now let's imagine that this microphone is not really here, but instead it's, it's there, a little bit further away from here. Well, in this case, I could say that microphone is over there, um, which is not true. I'm, I'm just um, imagining this, okay? The microphone is actually here, so I, I should say this microphone, okay? But what if I had actually two microphones which were here? Well, uh, again, it's a just imaginary situation because I don't know why I would ever need to use two microphones for recordings and ex-English podcast. Anyway, I've got just one microphone, but I would like you to... Uh, imagine that I have two microphones. So if I had two microphones in front of me, I could um, refer to them as these microphones. I could say these mi microphones are uh, wonderful. I don't know why I would ever say that they're wonderful because uh, uh, they are not that wonderful. I mean, they're good enough for recordings the next English podcast, okay? All right, now, what if these two microphones, these two imaginary microphones that are not really there. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm, I think I'm, I'm, I'm confusing myself now. Um, what if these two microphones that are not actually here, uh, because I have only got one, but uh, what if these two microphones were actually over there, like a little bit further away from here? Well, in that case, I could say those microphones are uh, there. Uh, even though there should be here, even though uh, there should just be one of them, not two. <clears throat> okay, I think I have to get to the point a little bit more here, otherwise I will end up recording this for three hours, and I don't think a, an episode should be, should be this long. I don't think it's necessary, and I don't think it's desirable, and I think it could potentially uh, bore you and uh, make you fall asleep. I mean, if this is what you need... If, if, you, if you need the next English podcast to fall asleep because you're bored to death and that you would rather fall asleep than listen to the next English podcast, then help yourself. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to be stopping you. But you know what? Let's get down to business. So another grammatical word is, of course, the, which is, as we all know, the definite article. Of course, there is a variant for that, which is the. Uh, I am sure you know what's the difference? So the is used in front of a consonant and the is used in front of a vowel. For example, you would say the United States of America because uh, the, the, uh, the first um, uh, sound after the is y, 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 okay? United States of America. But if you were saying the animal, then a is a, <coughs> sorry, a is actually a, a, a vowel sound, so you have to say the, uh, what, what was it that I was saying? You have to say the animal. Okay, I know now. It was animal, actually, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. I, um, I'm sorry if 
if this is not what you expected this to be, this episode, then I, I do humbly apologize. It wasn't supposed to be like this, trust me. Okay, let's move on. Another grammatical word is there. Uh, I have already used it here several times, so I, I don't think uh, we need to explain what it means. But, you know what? There is actually another there in English language, which sounds exactly as the first there. Yeah, they, they sound alike. And that's because they are actually considered homophones. What are homophones? Homophones are two words which have different spelling, different meaning, but absolutely the same pronunciation. So which two words am I referring to? Well, in this case, I need to spell them out so that you know what they are. Basically, the first word I was using in those examples before was T-H-E-R-E, there. Uh, my, um, let's say, my heater is there. It's not here, because here is my microphone and the heater is there, okay? The heater, which I have, by the way, now switched off so that you can have a very good listening pleasure out of this episode. Otherwise, you would be able to hear the, 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 the sound of my um, heater. Yeah, I don't think that's what you know. Actually, the heater is rather a radiator, but, uh, you know. Anyway, who cares about these things, right? I don't, certainly, and neither should you. Mm -hmm. So, I was talking about the, the word there. And there is another word which has the, exactly the same pronunciation, and that, and that is spelled T-H-E-I-R. Okay, so let's imagine there are some people over there, um, and their dogs are with them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't have come up with a better example. Um, anyway, let's say there are some people, they have dogs with them, and we can say their dogs are not very happy right now, because they are listening to Zdenek's English podcast, and they are listening to Zdenek uh, trying to be funny uh, when he shouldn't be funny. And even saying that he is trying to be funny, it's not something you should do. So why on earth am I doing it? Why am I feeling so self-conscious today? I don't know. Let's move on. Another grammatical word is though. It's a variant of although. So I'm, I bet you you all know although how, how, and how it's used. Although um, I'm not very funny today, this episode of, podca of the podcast could prove to be quite useful. Okay? So that's how you can use although. It's used for um, concession. It's used in a concessive clause. If you're a grammar geek, uh, then you know what I'm talking about. If not, then just... Uh, I'm sure you know what it is. Like, you could say, although I am not very tall, I am a good volleyball player. Something like that. Um, I am actually quite tall, so I'm, I'm lying. But who cares? Who cares? Now, another word is therefore... Therefore is a formal alternative of the word that every single person in this world knows as so. Okay, so I can say, um, I'm not very tall, therefore I am not a good volleyball player. I don't know why I'm using the same example again, but I guess it might make sense. <laughs> right now, I am without the internet, therefore I can't Google anything. Okay? Also, another word is thus, which also contains th sound, so thus. Um, it, thus is, uh, again, the similar meaning as so, okay? I don't have the internet today, thus, uh, thus I will not 
be able to Google anything. Mm -hmm. Okay, another word is with and, and without. These are, of course, prepositions. So I, I hope you're happy with this episode. Um, I'm sure that uh, you couldn't do without an episode of the next English podcast today. So I'm sure you're happy listening to this. Also, there is a word within. Within is um, like when you're speaking about certain uh, space. So it's like it's like you're you're limiting yourself to certain period or space or something like that. So let's say I've got one hour for recording this podcast. I could say within these two hours. Why did I say two? Within this hour, I should be able to record everything. But if I continue in this kind of way, I'm sure it's not going to work. Right? All right. Nevertheless, nevertheless is uh, like however. So um, what can I say? Well, I am not a very good volley volleyball player. Nevertheless, I have played volleyball many times before and I do enjoy playing it. Um, okay. So it's like however. It's like but. Okay. Then there is a word which is a bit too long for my liking, but it, it uh, nevertheless exists in English language and we can't do without that. And that's notwithstanding, notwithstanding. I, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. Notwithstanding. Basically, it means regardless. Okay. Uh, please don't, don't expect an example in this case. Notwithstanding... Um, Damn it, I should come up with something, shouldn't I? Um, I don't know, guys. Okay, give me a break, please. Especially in this case, because it's such a difficult word. Just Google it, okay? Uh, I shouldn't be giving up so easily. Okay. Regardless of what I'm trying to tell you here, you might not actually like it. Notwithstanding what I'm trying to tell you here, you might not like it. Does it make any sense? Whatsoever, I wonder. Okay, another word, which, which is grammatical word, is both. So both you and I know that this episode um, can be very useful for you. Okay, something, something, uh, anything, nothing. You know those words, don't you? Something is used usually in positive sentences. Anything is used in negatives and in questions. Do you have anything um, for me? I bet you don't. But uh, you should have something for me because it's going to me by my... <coughs> I'm going to say it again. It's going to me my... No, no. This is really difficult to say, you know. It's, it's tough. It's a tough sentence to say. Soon it's going to be my birthday. Okay, birthday is another word that contains... Th. So, um, you know, it's soon going to be my birthday. So I hope you have something for me. Do you actually have anything for me, guys? I bet you have nothing for me. Well, if you have nothing for me, then don't, don't you even look at me. <laughs> Another word is either. So I could say, I don't know this is useful for you. And I don't know this is funny either or either. It doesn't matter the pronunciation to be either, either. Or it can be used in a phrase either or. Um, so I can say either you will listen to this or you will switch it off. Okay, or either you will listen to this or you will switch it off. Well, it's up to you. You, you have a choice. And uh, there is another word which is neither, which is very similar. And again, it has a variant in pronunciation. You could say neither. So you can say, um, I'm not very happy today, especially because of 
having to listen to this episode of the podcast. It's not like you have to really. Nobody is forcing you. Okay, so I am not very happy today. And you could say, neither am I. Neither am I, which means I'm also not happy. Okay, so it's like you're, you're actually agreeing with a negative sentence. Or neither can be used for, or neither can be used in a phrase, neither nor. So let me give you an example. This episode is neither funny nor informative. It's not actually true, guys. You know, I'm just coming up with some examples uh, out of the blue. It's, it's, it's just, uh, I, I am, um, I know it's, it's not a good example. I'm just uh, trying to come up with these examples off the top of my head. So uh, would you please forgive me? Okay, so um, yeah, by the way, these grammatical words which I have recently mentioned, both, something, anything, nothing, either, neither, these are what we call quantifiers, because they quantify something, okay? Right, so I have successfully managed to deal with all these grammatical words, and I think it's time for me to take a break. I think I should record the rest of this episode another time because I haven't been able to cover all the words that I have prepared. What if I decide to do it but in a fast way? Let's see. Hmm. I don't know. I actually kind of enjoy talking about these words. So you know what? That's it for this episode. I apologize for not being very decisive. Yeah, I, I'm I'm right now I'm I'm a little bit hesitant and that's because I just want to uh, make the right decision, you know, and I'm, I'm basically putting myself under a bit of pressure. You know what? Um, let's do a bit of a stress relief here and uh, guess what is coming now. Is there something you have missed in this episode of the podcast? Is there something that you haven't had enough of? I bet, I bet you haven't had enough of this, have you? So, okay, I don't honestly know why I consistently keep on punishing you for listening to this episode of the podcast, but uh, there better be a reason for it. And you know what? I will try to come up with one reason for the next episode. And if not, please forgive me because I may be a little bit absent-minded at times and a bit forgetful. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening to this strange episode of Zenix English Podcast which was supposed to be very informative and very well prepared and it was supposed to be very useful for you. But it turned out to be a little bit of a um, strange, self-indulging comedy show, I suppose. Anyway, that's it from me. Until next time. Bye. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenek's English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenexenglishpodcast.podbean.com.